Bringing the outdoors to your ears, this is Ramble On by Drift, a student publication at the University of Texas at Austin. I'm executive producer Will Brooks. Today's episode is all about weather and storms. The scary, the fun, the hot, the cold, and sometimes those storms that are personal. Our first segment is by Elizabeth Jimenez about her time in marching band and the hot, sweaty labor of love that goes into it. Dripping in sweat as the afternoon sun beats down on you. Practicing for hours till you get it right. The sound of drums ringing in your ears, cheering along with your friends, even if you don't understand football. This is band. And without band, silence. Well, maybe not complete silence, but imagine football games and pep rallies without the blaring trumpets, the cadences of drumline, and no one to lead us in singing the classics like Sweet Caroline or Hey Baby. For this segment, I interviewed my old band friends to talk about their own experiences with band. You will hear from current or former members of the Central Catholic Mighty Button Band. Central, as we called it, is located in the heart of downtown San Antonio. It's an all-boys school and right across from Providence Catholic School, where I attended. Students from Central, Providence, and Incarnate Word High School, another all-girls school, form the band. Only about 40 to 50 students get involved, and it fluctuates from year to year. As the backbone of school life and spirit, band brings an irreplaceable energy to life. Now a freshman in college, Noah Longoria, who was in percussion, reminisces on what it was like to play a vital part in creating that energy. They're like singing it with you while you're playing it. Like they're getting super into it. It's like, wow, we got, we're really getting them kind of hyped. Like that's insane. Or like whenever we play Wipeout and they like just crazy, you know? college sophomore Carla Leja talking about that. We, we did play a big part of of, of their fun that, those nights and making sure that even if we had a loss or a win that we all go home tired because we had cheered so much or we all just had fun. So Football games are a big part of being in band but a special thing about being in San Antonio is fiesta. Fiesta is basically a huge citywide party, or fiesta, that started in 1891. But I like the way my former color guard instructor, Max Molina, explains it. It, it commemorates like the Texas Revolution against uh, Mexico, where they kind of, you know, were able to, I guess, stand up to their Mexican overlords or whatever. It's for um, two weeks every single April, uh, well, most Aprils. Um, People in San Antonio like hold events, little parades. There's like the Fiesta Flambeau Parade. There's the uh, the River Parade, Battle of Flowers Parade, King William. A 2017 study done by the UTSA Center for Community and Research found that about 2.5 million people attend Fiesta. But college freshman Bailey Aguilar, former percussionist and piano player, says even though she's among millions, Fiesta finds a way to make the city feel small. And that's pretty cool because, like, I've heard people say that San Antonio's like a, like the biggest small town or something like that, 
And then when you're downtown and people are yelling your name or people are like, oh, class of this, when like Central's walking by, you're like, wow, you know, everyone knows everyone. <laughs> College freshman Jasmine Lopez, former Color Guard member, says that one of the greatest things about Fiesta was showcasing her passion. Um, my aunt and uncle and cousin were there one time and I saw them and they were like, oh my God, they were like really excited to see me. I was like, oh my gosh, I really liked that, that they were able, they had never come to a competition or anything. So them being able to see me do that was like amazing and like them seeing how passionate I was about it and stuff. It was really nice to see that. Central Catholic Band Director Danny Solis says that when deciding what to perform at Fiesta, he likes to keep it fun, but he also keeps in mind what works well for the band. Dan, I've always said, you know, it's it's 2.3 miles. If after the first mile it's not working, then it's not going to work after two miles. And it's good to keep it light because, well, the parade is hot you're constantly moving like we're literally told like you can't stop moving you have to always have your flag at a certain position you have to like keep a smile on your face all these things but luckily there was a paletero to save us all you know once you're at the end you're like thank god i'm finally at the end and your legs are just dead you just want to sit down and like drink water or whatever and then you hear the bell of the paleta cart, and you're like, oh my god, bro. Like, this just gave me my second wind. And so you get so excited, you know. But unfortunately, as temperatures rise, not even a thousand paletas would help. In a 2019 study published in the peer-reviewed journal Environmental Research Communications, they state that if carbon emissions are released at the current rate, then by mid-century, Texas will have 75 days above 100 degrees Fahrenheit a big increase from the historical 21 days. And even though band members adapt themselves to scorching heat, adjustments will have to be made. I can see a lot of band programs uh, doing the evening rehearsal times, like maybe seven to nine, or starting earlier in the mornings. But by being in band, we learn how to enter the toughest situations. A band really teaches you to be like resilient. It really teaches you to just like, work with things that maybe are not working. And we're resilient not only because of the countless hours of work we put in, but because of each other, too. Just having that, like, being there at the end of the day, there we go, just that being there at the end was just what kept me going, you know, being able to dress up, put on makeup, be with my friends, and travel was, you know, this the stuff that kept me going, too. Never, you know, never give up the, the art you know, a band, because that's what we are. You know, it's, it's an art. And and uh, for, for band students, that's our sport. So we got to get out there and, uh, and give it the best we got. For Ramble On, I'm Elizabeth Jimenez. As I prepare to graduate, I think of how much weather has impacted these last four years. I sat down with three of my friends, and we reminisced on the good old days, and the not-so-good old days. It was like Schlittelbaum getting from Jestel to uh, Obi Hosoelia. It was, it was bad. I have never seen rain hit sideways because the wind was so bad. August 2017. The class of 2021 was arriving on the 40 acres and so was Hurricane Harvey. 
I was one of those students. It was literally like Forrest Gump when they had to say like, oh, it came from up sideways, uh, diagonally, you know, it's crazy. The university warned everybody that 8 to 15 inches of rain could fall over the next four days. My friends Ryan Massage, Christoph Creighton, and Austin Turner were there too. The wind was, was absolutely brutal and it was hitting me from the side and I just remember like looking down Dean Keaton, kicking off, and then immediately leaning 45 degrees into the wind so that I could stay up while going 25 miles an hour down this giant hill. And uh, it, was, it was a lot more extreme than I thought my first week of college was going to be. It was the middle of band week, Returning band members call it Hell Week, consisting of many round trips from the dorms to the band hall to the practice gym and back. I only had like my shower shoes and my tennis shoes, and (laughs) I didn't exactly want to wear those outside. The weather in Austin was awful, but things were worse in Houston. In the first abnormality of many for the class of 2021, UT President Greg Fenves canceled the Gone to Texas welcome ceremony out of respect for the students still on the coast. Here it was a really bad storm, but like there is a whole crazy another level that I've I've never witnessed. I understood at the time. Yeah. But now I'm like, we really were the only class that didn't get it gone to Texas. Hey, what about this, yo? Or I guess last week get one? For who? I don't even know. Oh well, well. <laughs> As sophomores, we experienced our first citywide boil notice after recent flooding contaminated the city's drinking water with silt. On the bright side, we are more than prepared as seniors after the winter storm created another drinking water crisis. I remember like collecting like water in like a just like a cup, well, right. like a cup, and then just like seeing it, the stuff settle. <laughs> the stuff was gross. Yeah, that was it. Was, was bad. Kept on forgetting. And I would always, uh, whenever I would brush my teeth, I would always <laughs> start with like the, the bottle of water next to me, um, start brushing, and then I would rinse it with the, the sink just out of habit. <laughs> I was like, come on. We were juniors when the pandemic hit, but it's still going on. So I'll leave it at that. I would much rather live through that again than what we've had deal with for over a year i'll take yeah. only a little bit of bad water when y'all yeah. turned 21 that was heartbreaking it's like me and will barely scraped by with our 21sts and then and then y'all were like oh we're gonna go we're gonna you know it's gonna be a great time grand old time and then disaster struck but the universe wasn't finished with us yet 11 months after the pandemic began in austin Mother Nature treated us to a Valentine's snow day. Oh, it was magical at first, and then it- At first. As soon, like the, the second day, it just, each day it kept on getting more treacherous whenever you would go outside. It would be more ice, it would be, it would just be bad. And I, I actually slipped once, uh, only one time, but it, it did hold. When it first hit, like I, I, I walked over to Whataburger uh, just to, you know, warm up because I was on a walk and then also to get some food. And then while I was waiting for my order, it started coming down outside. And I was like, okay, like that's, you know, it started, it started to get pretty heavy. And then like I blinked and suddenly everything was just, the ground was totally white. And it, it you know, 
it was a really cool moment and I've only seen snow fall like that like once or twice before. Um, uh, but it was really cool seeing like a whole blanket of snow on the middle mule fields. Uh, and that was all pristine because they didn't allow anybody inside. So you could just like look inside. The snow day became snow days, which became a snow week, which by that point was anything but a relaxing break, especially for the millions freezing without water, food, or power. And also it was just kind of hard to try to enjoy when, you know, yeah. we, we had friends who were freezing and we, we were lucky. Or um, Powell went out, um, I think at most like three hours. Um, so yeah, uh, we, we were fine with that and we still had water. Um, the pressure was low at some points. I saw a lot of cars that were very clearly unequipped to deal with snow driving. They should not have been out on the road. I saw a lot of guys that were, you know, just blowing the wheels out at, at, red, at, at green lights, you know, right, right as they turn because they didn't gradually accelerate. And they're just, you know, like, why, why car no go? Why, why, why no work? Class of 2021, you beautiful disaster. It wasn't pretty, but we made it. Here's to taking off our raincoats, drinking tap water, getting the vaccine, and wearing shorts all summer long. For Ramble On by Drift, this is Will Brooks. This next segment is an honest look by Ale Gavlanes at a storm in her personal life. Hey everyone. Today, I'm reading a poem I wrote while in a bad relationship titled Eye of the Storm. Before I do, I would like to say that love often feels like a natural disaster. Sometimes some good can come from it, like a community coming together to fight for change or a funny anecdote to tell your children. But oftentimes it leaves behind a lot of sadness, frustration, and a trail of destruction that needs to be cleared in order to rebuild. If you find yourself in a toxic or bad situation, reach out for help. Talk to your friends, your therapist, or if necessary, call the domestic abuse hotline at 1-800-799-7233. There is always someone willing to listen. I've been stressed, and my feelings are repressed. I stepped out of the shower and refused to get dressed. My reflection in the mirror is as foggy as my heart, for I really cannot function when you and I just feel apart. You're busy, doing your own thing, but my mind feels dizzy. It swirls round and round, like Smirnoff ice as it goes down the bottle. As my foot steps on the throttle, as a storm I'm gonna enter forms an eye around my center. It's empty. It's calm. But the storm is still around it. It takes over my thoughts and steals my focus like a bandit. I miss you, but I don't want to seem clingy. Now my ears just feel like ringing as they scream at me for talking while you're busy. Thank you for listening and allowing me to be vulnerable. The music I used was K-O-K-O, -K -O, that's capital K-E-O, capital K-E-O, by Blue Dot Sessions. 
I'm Alejandra Gavilanes, and you're listening to Ramble On. Sometimes bad weather strikes at the absolute worst times. Producer Chloe Landau sat down with her mom to talk about one of those times. This is Chloe Landau, and you're listening to Ramble On with Drift Magazine. For this week's episode, I wanted to pass the mic to my mom, who has a beautiful story about her hiking in Italy during a thunderstorm. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, your daddy had just proposed to me, and we thought it would be so fun the next day to go like on a quick little short three-mile hike and then go explore some other towns in Tuscany, in Italy. And so we find this like circle, like it's a, it's a full circle hike and we start and we've got a guidebook and we get so lost. It's telling us to go look for like, you know, when the trees are a certain height on a certain like line visually, that's when you're going to turn left. Meanwhile, we're like bushwhacking through like the forest. We are not even on a path or on a trail. We're so lost. And then we hear these, um, people like in English voices in Italy, we're like, oh my God, they're people. So we walk towards the voices. They have the same guidebook as we do, except they're on the path, right? They're like, you just need to look for the trail markers. Like we were so off. So finally we get to the top of the mountain. We have this amazing lunch in this monastery where it's like the most incredible family cooked, you know, Italian real deal meal. And as we're getting ready to leave, it's torrentially downpouring. We do not have an umbrella. And we, I mean, we're not good on a trail in good weather, right? So now it's torrentially pouring. They give us an umbrella, one umbrella, and we're like cuddled under it. I'm holding my camera, dad's holding the, the guidebook, and we're trying to find our way back down to the restaurant where we're supposed to drop the umbrella off. Again, we are trying to follow all of the trail markers, but somehow we get lost and we're like sliding down mudslides and, you know, trying to get down. And I look at Daddy, I'm like, you know what? If we can survive being this lost, right, in a foreign country, not speaking the language, we can survive marriage. And we made it down to the bottom of the hill and we made it to the restaurant at the end and we returned the umbrella. We had a glass of the most incredible wine and the sun came out and we've been married for 20 plus years. That's all for today's episode of Ramble On, a podcast by Drift Magazine. Today's producers include Ale Gavilanes, Elizabeth Jimenez, Chloe Landau, and me. Thank you again for listening.